Hi everyone, welcome to Morning Matcha. Today I'm here with Molly Goodson, who's the founder and CEO of The Assembly. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for having us and inviting us into your space. Thanks for coming to San Francisco. I've heard so much about The Assembly and um, just dying to come up here and taking a look for myself. And I've just been blown away at how welcoming and just wonderful everyone has been and how beautiful it is. Thanks. Did you guys design it on your own? We worked with a couple named Sarah and Rich Combs who are based down in Joshua Tree to do a lot of the interior design here. I'd actually known them for, you know, almost a decade before starting this project and loved the aesthetic that they had down in Joshua Tree and the houses that they'd made. They'd never done a commercial project or a project of this size before. So it was a great learning partnership for all of us mm-hmm. um, in sort of building out the space uh, in terms of incorporating sort of my vision, my co-partner, like co-founder's vision, uh, as well as uh, their aesthetic. Um, and what was incredible about it is that they brought in sort of this really amazing sort of network of local female artists to create pieces for the space, which really brought it to life. Uh, and um, something that we are excited to continue to do in future spaces as well is like incorporate that local community with women who are making different pieces of art, whether they're woodworkers or neon workers or textile uh, artists or painters, um, which I think just sort of adds just a really beautiful texture to the space, not only in the materials that they use, but also um, just the stories behind it. I love that. Okay. So let's go back a little bit because I want to hear more about your story because it's so interesting. We are just talking about it. I mean, you came from Pop Sugar, but what were you doing before that? Um, So I, uh, out of college, I thought that I was going to be in politics. I studied politics in school. And so I started working at a nonprofit in New York City, um, which was uh, lovely and also incredibly boring. So (laughs) it was sort of like early days of blogging. I started doing some just sort of like blogging on the side, literally at work. Uh, What did you study? uh, I studied politics. Literally, that was my major. Um, And I was in New York and I was sort of started blogging like literally from my office because I was bored at work and not being a very good employee (laughs) and just sort of like loved it was really loved this like emerging medium of um, of writing on the Internet and uh, decided like, okay, I'm going to like figure out a way to make a career out of this. I like did knew nothing of what I was doing. (laughs) And so quit my job one day just sort of started to apply for jobs, doing freelance writing, ended up. Um, being hired to, you know, write for a site and and launch a site of my own that was sort of centered around like entertainment stuff. And from there, uh, when I moved to San Francisco, uh, Lisa Sugar from Pop Sugar reached out to me one day and was like, hey, I'm looking for someone to come sort of take over this for me. We just raised a bunch of money. I got to go like launch a bunch of websites. Can you come <laughs> over? Can you come like take over the flagship? And so um, I joined that company in the very early days of 2007 and wow. you know stayed there until 2015. Um, so, you know, that was sort of like the heyday of those, of a lot of the rise of uh, sort of digital content, mm-hmm. digital media like that, learned a ton. We did video, we did a subscription box, um, had a team of, you know, 70 editors creating hundreds of pieces of content a day, uh, which was did you inc- read all of it <laughs> <laughs> for a long time? I read all of it, but eventually you got to delegate some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I loved it to death and I loved that team. And I loved just walking into an office full of women every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, uh, nine years into it, I was like pretty burnt out. Yeah. How, like, how does someone stay? I mean, in this day and age, nine years, that's a really long time. Yeah. 
So you started with it, but then you became VP of content. Yeah, I was when I left, I was VP of content. So I was helping oversee the entire editorial department. I was no longer doing a lot of the writing or really Mm -hmm. any writing at all. Um, You know, it was a lot of meetings, a lot of strategy, uh, sort of launching new new initiatives like video and and our subscription box and things like that, which was all fantastic. Um, But I think at the time, like I wasn't really that good at checking in with myself and sort of like what I was feeling. And I, that sort of manifested to me as just this like knowledge and understanding that like I was going to leave. I didn't know how, I didn't know where it was going to go. I was just like, I, I think I need to like take a break from this. Yeah. Um, the world had changed a great deal in that time. It was like the rise of Facebook, the launch of Instagram, um, you know, the, like where traffic was coming from was drastically different as where it was in the beginning. So, uh, it was just, you know, a lot of, of inputs that I was just like needed a break. And I think yeah. also during that time I had gone through my own sort of like from my twenties into my thirties, um, like health and wellness journey, feel good, feel, feel good with that, um, of trying to figure out how to like feel good about myself in my body, um, how to take care of myself, how to like incorporate activity and movement into my daily life, which it certainly wasn't that much before that. Um, and just had this like nagging feeling like there has to be a better way to help women get good information about health and wellness that isn't also trying to just get page views. Yeah. So what was your healing journey and health and wellness journey? Maybe not healing, but that was such an intuitive insight from you about yourself. And sometimes when you're just on the go and like, it's so easy to just not pay attention. So there was something in you that took a moment to take a step back and be like, okay, I need to do something different. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to take this break. And like, what led you to your next thing and how, yeah, just health and wellness in general is so broad. So, so what broad. was that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think a big part of that for me was, uh, taking like, you know, I'd always sort of been active, like active-ish and sort of it started out slow, just sort of like started to try taking some classes and group fitness and things like that. And then, um, and then for me, like running was a big breakthrough, like taking running from something that I like was forced to do in gym class to being like an almost everyday practice, running my first couple marathons, um, just sort of getting into that, the spirit of it being something that not only made me feel really good, but also was a huge contributor to just like my mental health and having space to just like take time for myself when like no one else is talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside or outside? Outside. I'm oh, a big, nice. I'm a big outside runner. <laughs> and I think to me, it's like really personally empowering to be mm-hmm. like, I can run from point A to point B and like no one can take that away from me. And I, you know, it's, it's like, I don't need equipment or anything. I can just put on shoes and like go. Um, and that was, that was really powerful, powerful to me. I think it also sort of went along with a, um, you know, I think as women, a lot of us have complicated relationships with food and trying to like unpack that and like, where did that come from? And like, how do I sort of use my, like, listen to myself better about it and not beat myself up about like every decision I make in that sense. And so I think it's like all of those pieces were sort of coming together for me. And I was like, oh, the messages that I'm being like fed by the media, like actually are harmful to me. Yeah. And I think harmful to a lot of people. Um, I love that. I mean, when you're bombarded with all that content on a daily basis, like as just someone who's not even in the world. Yeah. And then when you're in the world and you have that insight that like, actually, I just don't need to be worried about all this 
food, all the calories, all the fat, whatever that right. sort of stuff is. Like, I just need to do what makes me feel good. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, it's still a, like a journey to be on yeah. and not something that like feels great every single day. And I think it's OK to understand that as well. To like not beat yourself up for not being like always being kind to yourself too it's like it's 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 always you know we're on a roller coaster here mm -hmm. so i decided to leave uh and i knew i wanted to sort of get into health and wellness as a focus but i wasn't sure exactly what it was going to look like um but i ended up sort of uh linking up with these two guys and we built an app called sprite it was a small group coaching app focused on women's health and wellness um and we started out thinking about talking about nutrition you know hiring on some dietitians who are sort of early on in the intuitive eating trend, which thankfully is sort of gaining more traction now, mm -hmm. just about how do you take like diet out of um, dietetics and how to out of nutrition conversations and sort of help people, you know, learn to listen to themselves and not calorie count and things like that. And then also um, we had a large amount of uh, actually new moms on the app. So it was lactation consultants and doulas and wow. therapists. Uh, I love this app. And exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and it was talking to women about their relationships with their partners and, and the stresses that sort of come to for that after having a, a kid. So it was a really lovely app. And what it really showed me is that people are like really desperate for connection community for other people going through the same thing that they're going to, to feel like they're not alone in this world. Um, and that like people don't always want to do that digitally. Like they're really seeking for seeking actual spaces and places to like be in that together. So, yeah. um, we decided to wind that down at the end of 2016, uh, which was really challenging because it was sort of like my first you know, attempt at being a founder and yeah. sort of realizing that it's not going to grow to the thing that you think it could is, is, um, definitely a reckoning. Uh, How did you move through that? I mean, <laughs> were you like, well, it's okay because I know what I'm doing oh, and no. how I'm going to pivot it or no, you haven't no. had that yet? No, no. Yeah. Oh no. It was like, I was like, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm like, a con gosh. you know, and, and it, well, it actually like the decision to wind it down was actually made with our investor at noon on election day in 2016. So oh, it was yeah. like, oh, the whole world's changing and like what's happening. And I think it was a moment for a lot of people when they just sort of like pick their heads up from the sand and were like, oh, like there's something much larger happening here in this world. And in a lot of ways, like our society and our ability to listen to each other and to listen to ourselves is like fundamentally broken. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that when you look at the larger trend, it's sort of, um, you know, was an impetus for a lot of people to sort of like seek back community to like mm -hmm. seek back people to talk to whether or not, you know, you felt completely um, isolated or, or like the world was out of your control. You just people just wanted to sort of be around each other a bit more. So it was in that sort of time of being like, I, you know, I failed and I don't know what's next for me. But I started spending a lot of time actually wandering around the city. And like what I saw, thought I feel like I saw is like all of a sudden my eyes were opened. I was like, oh, I'm I'm for the first time in my life not going into an office every day. Mm -hmm. I am trying to like figure out where to like literally go when I, I want to leave my house, but I don't know where to go. Yeah. And the places that I like to go are studio spaces of, of classes that I love, yoga studios, you know, soul cycle, things like that. But they're not made for you to actually like spend time there. It's mm -hmm. not their business model. Um, and that there are like so many women just like me. I was like, I could feel like I could like raise up and see like a heat map of the city of like women moving through it just from like coffee shop to coffee shop. Totally. To, to general store. To general, like yeah. this is like a big general exactly, store you can actually hang out at. Exactly. Yeah. And um and I would talk to them and I'd say, like, okay, what do you like, what do you do? And the women would say, Oh, I 
I sit outside my house in my car for like three hours a day on phone calls because, you know, my baby's inside with a nanny. And when I go inside, like I can't get anything done Mm -hmm. or I literally buy myself a by the day motel room sometimes to like take a few calls or like get my emails done because I just like can't go to that coffee shop anymore because A, it's not comfortable. B, it's cold. C, I can't drink that much coffee. D, it's loud. Like all of those things. I was like, okay, there has to be a way that this space could work, that people could you know, want to sort of be there together. And it's not always about work. It's not about who you are and what you know and like networking, but it's literally just a space that is meant to like support you, make you feel good, has a beautiful studio that you can take workout classes in, you know, brings in these services that we all know that we want to incorporate into our lives, like acupuncture and cupping and Reiki that we want to try, but like the chasm between learning about the benefits of them and actually like getting into the room to try them is really deep and really wide. Yeah. Like acupuncture, we do it here every week and 90% of the members who do it here have never done it before, but they're not like unaware of it. It's just, it's intimidating. They've so, never tried it. They don't know totally. where to go. Yeah. Um. So those are sort of like what started churning in my head. I was like, can I build this space mm-hmm. um and my same business partner I was been working with was like great like if you if you see that that clearly you know this woman you are this woman you also know you like from the decade of the d- digital media side like you know where these trends are going you know what people are looking for like let's just go do it um and he actually found this building that we're in now which is a renovated church uh and we this walked is? in here. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Wow, how beautiful. It is. So we walked in here and we're like, oh, it just has like the energy that we want. So and good. It's, you know, it's a space that's designed to support community because it did that for the first Aww. hundred years of its life and yeah. still to this day. That's so awesome. I want to take a moment and just like honor the fact and just that it's so you make it sound so easy in terms of like, okay, well, I went out of that. Everyone was kind of in a low and then I just like found the other thing and I went for it. But I mean, to, to feel confident in yourself after feeling like such a failure and then to have, it must've also felt so good to have a business partner who is willing to like go in on it with you again. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, he and I internalized the first, uh, thing very differently. You know, he is older. He's a guy. He, like didn't he bounced back way quick way quicker than I did from that like he was like okay like that was a bummer but we like hey we did what we said we're gonna do we built this app and it didn't work out the way we wanted to but at least we didn't like we executed you know we didn't you know we we created it it existed yeah we built a lot it worked a lot um and you know and I was sort of this like I'm a failure I should never have done any of this like what am I doing with my life like who would ever hire me to do anything ever again um so I was definitely not confident at all I was definitely very 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 down um and it's hard I think in those periods of time when you're like surrounded by this like messaging that's so pervasive now of this like grind until you make it Mm -hmm. like work as hard as you can like totally girl boss kind of vibe Mm -hmm. um you're just like okay but like it doesn't always work out that way no um and and I think just like the the feeling like what I needed was a place where I didn't have to have that energy where like we like honor and respect just chilling like as much as grinding um well it brings you just as much good I think I mean when you're like calm and you like take a minute you can see things just as clearly if not more clearly than if you're like 
narrowly focused, which also plays is an important thing to have to have like laser focus. Yes, that's important. It's just like, go, go, go. But I think you can miss things. So they both are important. Totally. To have. I mean, we just like we have like conditioned our brains like not to be able to think because we're just like it's constant input we're like constant putting in putting inputs in so i think in that time period i definitely did a lot of hiking a lot of like trying to be outdoors a lot tried to do as little like staring at my phone as possible because i was like okay this is this is making it worse um so it definitely was it was not easy i did not feel confident all the time i think it's important to have people around you to remind you of the things that you've accomplished. Yeah. And I try to do that for people as much as I can mm-hmm. of like, you know, and when, when I talk to founders here who are sort of like in like the dark days or in hard times, it's like, okay, take a step back. Like you have taken an idea and you've like pushed it further than like most people push anything. So like, let's like congratulate ourselves first. So, you know, try to do that for myself as much as possible, but it was, it was tough. It was definitely hard. I definitely threw myself back into this and started doing pop-up classes and started like think like talking to instructors and like really seeing what the different pieces were. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, the confidence part is still something we're working on, but yeah, yeah. it was not, it was definitely not immediate. Um, what about your family? Um, and I see you're married. Yes. yes. Did, were you married then? Yes. I've yeah. been married for 11 years. Wow. Okay. So your partner at the time, what was their role? Yeah. You know, he, um, you know, I think that he's like very different, like job career trajectory. He's a doctor, just sort of like decided that when he was, you know, in college and just sort of like went straight through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so it's different. It's like totally very different. different. Yeah. Um, but very supportive. Uh, and I think the thing that is interesting is that, you know, everything that I've done before this, he's sort of like supportive and also like, like probably not that into, yeah. um, but this, like he, the moment I started working on this, he's like, this is incredible. Like you're going to create a thing that people can like walk into and like come and say hi to you and, and actually like play a part in their lives and the decisions that they make every day with what to do with their time, which is so valuable. Um, and so like ever, ever since I've been working on this, he just like, get, like all, like my whole career has sort of like clicked into focus for him. And he's, he's Aww. always been like, why do you work so hard? And now he's like, Oh, I get it. You're working hard at this thing that I can come into and like see the faces of the, of the members who love it here. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, awesome. you know, we, he, I'm a pretty independent person. We have a pretty independent relationship. And so I think a lot of that like internal work was like, is me being alone. Um, but you know, it's, it's a huge part of like the privilege that I have to even be able to do this is having a partner that has stability that brings stability into this world. Like I do not miss that for a second. Like that yeah. is, um, you know, something that, that I don't take for granted. And I think a lot of folks, again, with like the narratives out here about like, just go and start it like leap. You're like, okay, I get to do that because like, I have a partner who has a stable career and also because of like, the way that I grew up and the way that I was raised and the family I was born into and like all of those pieces as well. Like that all is a huge piece of this. Um, and I, you know, just want to like always remain very grateful for that as well. Yeah. I, I get that. And I'm kind of on the same page. So I totally understand that. And it's nice to acknowledge that and yeah. know that I think in that sense, it's like other people may not be able to do this because their circumstance is different than mine or ours or whatever. So if I, my whole thing is like, if I can, then I must. Yeah. Because then I, I'm not allowing myself to do something. Whereas if someone else was in my shoes, then they would be so grateful to be in that position to be able to do this. And now you've created something for so many people to enjoy. It's so beautiful. 
Definitely. And, you know, I think it's as you're going along, like what are the things you can continue to do to help others as well? Mm -hmm. And, you know, for us, whether that means we've got, you know, sort of like we, you know, give away memberships to work at nonprofits or we, you know, utilize the fact that we've got this community of women that loves to come together and like raise money for causes that we care about and sort of continue to help that or, or sort of making sure that in our programming that we're elevating voices that aren't always elevated and making sure that we stand by our, you know, our pledge to like, you know, have diversity in everything that we do, like things like that, just continuing to be a company that has has values that has values and stands by them which is not always easy to do when you're trying to build a business um but like those little things to make sure that as as you are going that like when you realize and recognize your own privileges that you can that you can use those for good like Mm -hmm. through every step of the way yeah i love that so okay so this all brought us to the conception of the of the assembly now how's it been and like tell us a little bit more about the assembly and how it stands out from other co-working spaces because this is more than just a co-working or space or social club yes definitely um so the assembly ultimately opened in january of 2018 so uh the first um you know 18 months have been fantastic uh it's you know for us like the focus is always wellness like it's about creating a, a wellness community space that sort of like redefines how we can think about wellness. Wellness is for everyone. Wellness can be fun. Wellness does not always have to be so serious. It certainly does not look one way. Um, And that's about bringing all the elements of that uh, curiosity and that curation and that experience under one roof. So we talk a lot about sort of under one roof wellness and how we want to think about that in the future. Um, And that does involve like your work, the work piece of your life as well. We do have a space that people come in to work every day. Um, But beyond that, we also have a beautiful studio that has classes ranging from sort of like high intensity weight training to myofascial release or to restorative yoga where you're doing a lot of just lying down, Mm -hmm. sound baths and things like that. Um, And it's a space that's designed to sort of like take care of you like from your five, all five senses from the moment you walk in here. Yeah. Uh, we do have a membership. Um, those are for folks who sort of want the unlimited option. They want to be able to come here every day and chat with every, you know, the, the staff that works here and really get to know the community. Um, but it's really important for me to build a place that's inclusive. So all of our events and all of our classes are open to the public. They're ticketed. We also have a fair amount of completely free and open to the public programming. It's a beautiful space. I want people to be in it, enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people can buy day passes and things like that. So it's important to me that people like, feel like they're welcome in here because that's the kind of person that I am. That's the kind of person my co-founder is. That's the hospitality that we think about when we think about hospitality here and experience. Um you know, we had uh, Gloria Steinem was here a few months ago wow. and she was talking about um, one of the things that she likes to say uh, when people ask us her about like her, like what's her one liner for herself. And she says, we always remember that we are linked, not ranked. And I think that that's a really powerful way of thinking about this. And how do you create a community of people that feels like they're linked to each other, not stack ranking themselves against each other. And, uh, you know, when I look at sort of other like social club spaces that are doing wonderful work and I'm like love too. um, but anything where you, where people feel like they're being judged just to be able to get in the door, um, is, you know, I think that it's, it's not doing the work of sort of helping us, helping make things, evening the playing ground, 
uh, and allowing everyone to sort of build build community together. I love that. That's so beautiful. So when you, you work on the programming yourself? Yeah, I'm like, I think of myself as sort of like the editor in chief. I think of it as very yeah. editorialized space and I like yeah. really come at it from that end because that's the background that I have. Like totally, we have a pretty intense style guide. Like we, I think about it in terms of, you know, what is, and when you look at a month, sort of like what is like the marquee event that is like the cover story and mm -hmm. what are the other pieces that come together and what are the regular features, you know, mm -hmm. like in any sort of magazine, 80% of it is regular features. That's to me, yeah. that's like our regular programming, our classes, the things that everyone knows they can always come to us for. Mm -hmm. And then there are sort of like the bigger marquee events outside of that. And with, I mean, you're really well connected, obviously, from the world that you came in as well. But with getting someone like Gloria Steinem or other people, um, are there times where you feel like you've gone above and beyond to try and get someone and you've just been totally rejected? And <laughs> how do you feel when that happens? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's always like a learning process. And and also it's about like making sure that you're doing like the right thing for us here. I mean, we do not like we're not out there trying to like get every celebrity to come in here. Um, you know, I think it's like who who like really makes a difference to like these women? Like who do they like really, really want to see? Um, and hopefully as we continue to grow, like we'll continue to be able to like bring in like people who more and more folks want to like see from and hear from. Um, but what really matters is like getting vulnerable stories, hearing real life things from folks getting people who come here to say things that's different than what they say anywhere else and yeah like how do you sort of pull those like beautiful nuggets out of people and that's hopefully sort of something that I can bring from my own background of doing it um but you know I'm like retired from the like the like re true celebrity game I've spent my I've done my red carpet days yeah. I was like on the red carpet at the Oscars and I was like why am I <laughs> What am I doing here? What am here? I doing here? <laughs> like, I was so grateful and so thankful. And also I was like, oh, there's a lot of women out there who like, this is their absolute dream. Uh, yeah. Like who are like living and working, toiling away in LA and like all they want to do is be here. And I was like, I should like let someone else have this yeah. place. Yeah. Um, and that was the last time I was at the Oscars. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that you just had that insight though. I think that there are so many people that know that there's something that's not right, yeah. But they don't act on that either. Totally. And I think, um, and I think just even taking that step to like do something different and pivot is is just such a big deal. Yeah. And then you just ended up pivoting and making something amazing. But even pivoting into something else is just <laughs> yeah. as incredible. I mean, who knows? There may be more pivots left. Yeah, yet. we'll totally. find out. So, yeah, I, well, okay, one last thing. Yeah. When you invite these people in, are you interviewing them or is it like Q&A? Like, what's it um, like? It's, it depends. Sometimes it's me interviewing. You know, I like jokingly sort of like a like, but like we have a no panel rule. It's not true. We do have panels, but I just want to make sure that people are like, you know, I fully believe that like time is the most valuable thing that any of us have as Oprah will tell us. And, uh, and if someone's taking like choosing to spend their time here to take the time out of their evening, to take the time away from their kid to like take their, their evening a week that they're not at work or there's something to come here. Like I want to make sure they're getting actual value out of it and not just sitting through something that they could, you know, read anywhere. And so I, we, we work really hard on sort of making sure that we're talking to the people who are coming in and telling them like, Hey, here's the stuff that we want to get out of this, or here's what we want to like get to today. Mm -hmm. Um, because I want to, I want to just produce like really high content. We do not always succeed. Some of the things we've done, I look back and I'm like, you know, we like didn't push it enough. We didn't, yeah. we didn't make sure that it was like unique enough. Yeah. Um, but I do, I really want to value the time of people who choose to spend their money and spend their 
time to come. with us because they um, can just stay home now exactly and order exactly food like, and home and is great too like, definitely yeah. stay home sometimes too yeah what are your like how do you form your well wellness guidelines like who does that you do all that I do I mean my team does as well for yeah. sure they're fantastic and amazing I am like a hyper like ingester of information I'm like called like too observant or like, like those are like sort of my criticisms. Um, and that I like love seeking out new things. I love curating. I love sort of like seeing what people are going to do. I just came back from New York and I did, when I go there, I just like pack my days with like as many things as I possibly can in the wellness space, just to, um, just to try them out, to see what's happening, to see what trends are out there and see what I can bring in here. So I, uh, love doing that. That's like my favorite thing. And I want to continue to do that and have the team out doing that as well. So a lot of it is just about curation, about bringing in the, the, the products that people are really excited about. In my newsletter, we do a lot of product recommendations and like only, only put in things that I actually use and like. Well, um, I saw that you have like just date syrup. Yeah. And I love that. And I yes. love that you, um, you support brands like that. Yeah. Cause I think that, yeah. And that, that founder, Sylvie, she's a member. So a lot of the stuff that we sell yeah. here are, are for members and they've like literally been born and bred inside this space, like Curie natural deodorant. We've got out here. Another member just launched a new, um, like, uh, outdoor bug repellent brand yesterday called Kinfield. And so it's been really fun to watch that, mm-hmm. that stuff happen. Um, and just continuing to sort of curate it together as a group, you know, like we have like an open like channel in our company Slack. That's just like products that people are excited about and wellness news and things like that. Just constantly sharing that information. Yeah. Um, and it's just like the fun part for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I think that there must be so many opportunities to collaborate with a lot of brands that might yeah. not be in alignment. So what's that like for you guys? I mean, are you kind of the person that's saying yes or no yeah. to those? Yeah. You know, I think it's important as a leader of a company that it doesn't that like the answer to that isn't some like black box like, oh, like what will Molly think? It's yeah. like, what are our actual like values and guidelines so that everybody knows mm-hmm. and everybody can know like whether or not something like fits in for us. I mean, we care a lot about sustainability. We care a lot about, you know, female founded and run. Um, we care a lot about those sorts of business practices. We love supporting like emerging and small brands. Um, like those are things that are really interesting to us that, that matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and, and we love supporting female makers and, and artists and things like that. That does not to say that that's like exclusively what we do, but it's something that we put a lot of care into, you know, like the, the snacks that we sell and the food we sell downstairs, they're all local. A lot of them are, are women founded. Um, and I think that that's exciting. And as like a member, I think it's fun to come in here and sort of be like, Oh, like, what do they, what do they have next? And sort yeah. of like, you know, changing those things, um, those things up a lot. Awesome. So you're doing a bunch of stuff. So many amazing things. Yeah. You're managing all the like events, you're managing the team, you're managing so much. And I know that there must be a lot more in store for the assembly. Yeah. So what are some of the things that we can look forward to? Yeah, we are really excited because we are, you know, looking for more spaces. We've got, you know, feelers out in a bunch of different cities. Probably the Bay Area will remain next. Uh, but sort of like looking into different spaces. We love spaces like stories, spaces with stories and history like this one. Um, but it's also like important for us in the long run that people who can never come into the assembly can still feel like they are participating in this conversation. So um, getting back to my roots a little bit, we are yeah. working on a digital product uh, as well that will be sort of like rolling out soon. I know I kind of got a feeler for that yeah. while we were talking. So yeah. that's really exciting. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's so, so nice to meet in. you. Yeah, and thanks for having us. Thanks. Again. 
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you, so keep in touch, and I'll see you next time.